Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Coaching Call podcast. On this podcast, we'll cover various types of coaching by trainers in sports, martial arts, fitness, and business. We'll discuss each coach's methods to getting the most out of their respective athletes or clients and how they attempt to change the platform in which they coach. Join us on a fun adventure as we discuss unique coaching styles. We've all been coached before, in school, at work, or on a team. Your first coaches were your mom and dad who taught you how to communicate, tie your shoes, or play a simple game of catch. Coaching is a universal part of how we get others to get something done. Join your host, Raphael, and his guests on this unique journey in coaching. Hi, I'm Sifu Raphael, and this is the Coaching Call Podcast. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoy my show, go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee. Make it a large. To donate, go to paypal.me slash Raphael. That's S-I-F-U-R-A-F-A-E-L. I'm trying to keep this podcast free of advertisements. Anything you can donate is greatly appreciated. Thank you. You know, whether it's that workout routine that, oh my God, all of a sudden I'm actually sticking to, but I've never done it before. But now all of a sudden you're making time to do it and you're doing it and you're feeling good. My guest today is Jill Gordon. Jill became a health coach and digestive health specialist after discovering the power of food to heal her daughter from an autoimmune disease in 2005. Jill, thank you so much for joining me on Coaching Call. How are you today? Great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, beautiful day, right? In New York. It is. It is a balmy 38. <laughs> it could be worse. Could yeah, be absolutely. 38, right? It's okay. I'm still in it every single day. Got to get outside. <laughs> it's all about perspective, right? When you think about it. It really is. It really is. It is. All we, good. Yeah. We should be grateful for all the great things in our lives, right? And even when things are not going great, we can still be grateful we're alive. I agree. And it's grateful for the lesson, you know, because it's, it's never a failure or anything like that. It's, it's just something that we've learned about. So maybe it won't happen again. So everything is just a lesson. I just, I've learned long time ago, stop whining, complaining, you know, it's all about your right perspective and turning it into a positive somehow. Mm. And that's what I do every day, every morning. That's what I tell my clients, you know, every morning, three gratitudes every morning, because there's always something to be grateful for. So I'm I'm a big fan of that. I'm going to add to that every evening too. And that's what I do every night before I go to bed. (laughs) I force myself no matter what to put a smile on my face Mm -hmm. while I'm saying at least one act of kindness that either I experienced or I gave to somebody else. And same thing, you know, things that I'm grateful for. And uh, it doesn't, it doesn't set you up for such a good night's sleep when you do that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel at peace if I don't mm. say my gratitudes. Yes. If And here's, here's what's happened to me in the past. For some reason, maybe I kind of fell asleep. You know, I, I, I always am grateful for my kids or whatever. And like I, I fell asleep and for some reason, maybe I, I got woken up somehow. And I'm like, Did I say my gratitude <laughs> and I'll say them again. Even if I, I, I said them, but I'm like, oh. Let me just be grateful anyway, you know, that I'm still alive. And for me, it's become such a habit. The minute I wake up, 
right before I, I close my eyes, I'm always grateful. And believe it or not, sometimes I am so grateful. It takes me a little while before I actually go to sleep because I have so many things to be grateful for. You know, first my kids, you know, my health, my life, you know, the people in my life. So there's so much. I mean, I could be up all night, but, you know, I, I make it as quick as I can. You know, I'm one of 12 kids, so I'm grateful for it's it. amazing. So instead of saying each one's name, <laughs> unless I know someone's going through something, I'll, I'll say a little prayer for them. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you know, I'll say, you know, I'm grateful for my brothers and my sisters and all these things. That is beautiful. Well. It's beautiful. You, you know what? It's, it's remembering the little things that make us who we are. I agree. And just the positive things, you know, I mean, that's the thing. I think so much in life, especially in the world we're living in, you know, there's, there's so much to complain about, Mm. but there's so much we do have. And when you focus on that, you know, my, uh, one of my mentors, Jim Fortin always emphasized, you are where your attention is. Mm. So if you're focused on the negative, you're living in a negative place and where you're vibrant, you know, your, your, your frequency lowers with negativity. Mm-hmm. You want to have a higher frequency. So that's why you know, it's so important to stay as positive as possible all the time. And um, I've been able to make a huge shift myself. I mean, it's, it's yeah. something that I teach a lot of my clients because it's so important, especially in, in this day and age that we're in right now. So let's go ahead and you, you keep saying your clients and I, I love ah, that. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. But I want to get to that because you're known as Jill, the health coach, right? Right. There's different areas of health that we can talk about. We can talk about the mental health. We can talk about the physical health. We can talk about the emotional health, right? Uh, and I believe for some strange reason you touch upon all of them. <laughs> and you would be absolutely right. You know, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you know, for me, you know, we all have stuff going on, right? And for me, like, you know, I started way back when. I mean, I just I got into this whole arena because of my daughter. You know, so often we do it out of a need, right? And back in 2005, like my daughter, she was very very sick. She had Crohn's disease. Mm. So, she, you know, we went went to the top gastroenterologist in New Jersey. And he basically put her on a cookie cutter regimen of drugs. And that's what they do. That's, you know, so she ended up getting really sick from the side effects. And then she ended up flaring up again. They put her on the second stronger dose. Same thing would happen. This went on for months and months and months. She was only 11 years old when she started. Oh my goodness. By the time, yeah, she didn't even make a full week of sixth grade, like her whole school year. I mean, it was really, it was, she was really sick. Mm. And anyway, by the end of the school year, the doctors are like, okay, obviously this isn't working. So we're going to pull out our heavy hitters. So we're going to give her chemotherapy drugs, but don't worry because we're going to check her blood every single week and just make sure you don't keep her in really crowded spaces because her immune system's not going to be strong. I'm like, oh my God, this 12 year old kid. Oh my God, this is crazy. There has to be another way. So we were so, so lucky and blessed to be introduced to a holistic doctor. And he basically said, do you think that, you know, maybe it's the food that she eats? Now, um, for those who are not familiar with Crohn's disease, it's a really nasty autoimmune disease. And you basically, 
you know, it's stomach pains and it's gut issues. And, you know, you're in the bathroom all the time. It's mm-hmm. really, it's horrible, right? And you can imagine a kid, you know, tra- having to run to the bathroom is horrible. So anyway, we go to this holistic doctor and we were like, look, our doctor said that food had nothing to do with it. Didn't make sense to us, but that's what he said. He was the best. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we said, we, we don't care. We'll try anything. So we, so we did. And we just tweaked her diet. We started feeding her real food, right? And, and but like, <laughs> I like that <laughs> real food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and some supplementation because we found out that she was so de- deprived of. She was so deficient of so many um, vitamins and minerals because her body wasn't absorbing. So, and if I could tell you, Raphael, within three days. She was a different child. Three days. Just three, three days. I'm not kidding. And then we went on that path. And after two months, we were off every single drugs. Mm. And, and then, you know, we went on a road, you know, with the doctor. And, um, and then it wasn't until I started taking courses and learning a lot that really I found, you know, kind of the secrets that will really help her be totally straight and steady. And right now she is 28 years old. She's gorgeous. She's living on her own. Whereas if she was on that path, she would have basically all of her kidney, you know, taken out and she'd be wearing a bag. I mean, honestly, it was, it was that aggressive where she was. And so, and it was so amazing because we're just like, holy cow, like we don't think about this, right? You don't think about what you put in your mouth. Mm. You know, you think what's in the supermarket or what you buy or what you, you know, get at 7-Eleven or whatever you think it's food, you know? (laughs) And and then you realize like when we went through, when we started going through this, you don't realize about the power of food, Mm. the power of the fuel that you put in your body really makes the biggest difference. And that was our big awakening because of course, when we started changing and tweaking some stuff with her, we did it as a family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was amazing after the craziness, you know, everything dust settled. We we're like, huh, I'm sleeping better. I'm feeling better. <laughs> <laughs> I released a few pounds. Like it was, it was really interesting. And, and then I'm like, I want to shout it from the rooftops. Like, you know, because I don't want anyone to go through what we went through. It was it was horrible what we went through. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. And then I go back to the doctor and I'm like, guess what? You know, she's great. You know, look, look at her and everything. He's like, oh, that's great. And I'm like, it was food and supplements. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, no, but this is like, let me share. And he's like, no, that's good for you. Wow. And he, and he called, and he called the other doctor, the voodoo doctor. Really? And I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he called the voodoo doctor, and I would say, "Well, the voodoo doctor is the one that really helped her heal." <laughs> He's the one that saved my daughter, right? If you think yeah. about it, yeah. he absolutely one hundred percent did. So ever since then, you know, you were asking before, I, I didn't think about. It. I mean, I had weight issues before and stuff like that. I had my own little battles, but I didn't realize the power of food. And when you start thinking about you putting in the fuel that you're meant to eat, then your body will operate the way it should, right? It goes back to balance naturally. It goes back to the weight where you should be. All of a sudden, inflammation starts to dissipate because you're not feeding it foods that will inflame your body and get disease and all that stuff. And I'm like, wow, what a revelation, right? So that's, that's how my journey, my official journey began, you know, with this whole thing, with that realization this epiphany really yeah total epiphany right it was but here's the thing the the doctor did not heal your daughter alone Mm -mm. Mm -mm. 
it was you and your husband, right? Yep. Because you guys were at a point where you were willing to do anything to help your loved one, the, this little angel of yours, right, if you will. And so many people will take someone's word as golden, like the doctor, because obviously he's been to school. He knows what he's talking about. He's treated thousands of people. But you guys said, there's got to be more. We, we can't, we can't, we're not satisfied. The status quo is no, <laughs> because you guys realize that, hey, you know what? What could it hurt to see someone else? A second opinion, a third opinion sometimes, sometimes even a 12th opinion, mm -hmm. because you're trying to save someone's life, right? And if it wasn't for you guys, you would never have found that doctor, the voodoo doctor. The voodoo doctor. <laughs> the voodoo doctor, which God sent, if you will, right? A lot of people will not go those extra steps. But modern medicine is not everything we think it should be. Because a lot of doctors don't believe, like you and I believe, that food is medicine. Mm -hmm. Food is medicine, people. Food is medicine. I'll say it again. Food is medicine. And you're right. Real food is medicine. <laughs> that's my mantra. Yeah. Eat real food. I mean, that's why I show people, you know, videos, tons of videos, like how easy it is to make real food. And then when you eat real food, your body goes back to balance naturally. And, and that's the thing. And I, I learned after that experience, you know what? I have questions. You know, I learned to question everything. I really do. And I think that, you know, when you ask more questions about things, that's when you can really figure out what is the best path for yourself. So I always encourage people, ask questions, get second opinions, you know, just because a magazine says they're the number one, you know, whatever, maybe it's because he networked very well with, you know, you know, you just, you don't know that you, you realize so much of it is not necessary. It's, it's just from a lot of different factors, all these things, but I've learned to just question, question everything. You know, one of the things is, is convenient, right? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people claim they don't have time in the morning. So they'll go to the drive-thru and pick up a egg, whatever. I don't want to give out names, right? <laughs> but, or a quick this or a quick that. And if they really knew how those things were made, if they saw the process of how they're made, they were like, whoa, that is gross. That's disgusting. That's not real food. And wow. Yeah, but, but it's convenience. People are going for the convenience. They are. And I wish I, I, I wish I pulled this out. But in my closet over there, I have a hamburger from 2018. Still looks pristine, doesn't it? It looks perfect. It looks perfect. Even the pickles, like there's pickles form and the beef really? looks, it's hard as a rock, but this is what I show kids. You know what I mean? Like, this is what you're eating. If it can't break down naturally, mm. you know, it should turn moldy. It should break down, right? Just like it, everything should break down in your body, right? It doesn't break down. Think about what is it doing this in your body? Mm. You know, your body doesn't know what to do with all of these chemicals and everything. So what does it do? It finds fat to hide out in. 
And that's why like people accumulate fat and they can't figure out like how come I can't, you know, release it. And it's like, because all these toxins and all this stuff, that's where they hide out. Mm. So yeah. And again, it's not real food. You know, you gotta, you gotta know what you're eating, you know, and, and, and you're right. And, and I, I know what you're saying about people don't have time. Listen, we all have time and we know this about ourselves, right? We make time for things that we think are important. We just do. And it's more about habit and convenience. And, you know, sometimes you have to shift to make a new habit. You know, that's why in my programs, you have to do it for a certain amount of time to create a habit. And then you get used to it because so often it's it's just we're afraid to make changes, right? We're just Mm -hmm. not afraid, but it's just an inconvenience. Yeah. I'm used to making this, so I'll just, you know, do this. Or you're at the supermarket and, you know, you just see the familiar things. You just get the familiar. We're wired that way. You know, our brain wants familiarity. And, you know, it's a little harder when you mix it up. But when you force yourself to be like, okay, I'm going to try this and then just do it this way. And that's, again, that's why I have all these different cooking videos and stuff. Because, you know, then you can see that's not so hard. I mean, I made sea bass that I got from Costco 15 minutes. I'm telling you, it beat any restaurant that I've mm. ever been to. It was amazing. We're coming to your house. <laughs> when are we having yeah, dinner? <laughs> I spray a little, I know, anytime. I spray a little olive oil, salt, and pepper, mm. pop it in the oven for 15 minutes. I'm sorry, anybody could do that. And let me tell you, if you order in your food, it takes a lot longer to get the food. That's right. <laughs> It does. So it's like, I mean, these meals are so much easier than you think. But again, it's that familiarity. It's that habit. And we just kind of have to break into that just a few times just to do it enough. And then we start creating new habits. And then we're like, wow, I can't believe I ever ate that stuff. Mm -hmm. I just eat McDonald's. I mean, I I didn't know better. And now I can't even imagine it. So (laughs) I can't even imagine it. it, But again, it's a shift, right? Mm And it comes from, you know, education, being empowered with education and knowledge. Knowledge is power, right? And like knowledge of, you see that hamburger? How many oh. people are going to want to have that hamburger if you know that? <laughs> like that looks delicious. Yeah. yeah, it's four years old. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy, crazy. So eat real food. <laughs> yeah, eat real food. You know, one of the things that when we think about you said that at Costco, you got some sea bass or whatever kind of fish, right? Mm-hmm. And when I'm at Costco, I pass by a frozen area and they'll have, you know, different types of fish, but they'll be seasoned already. That means they've put all the junk on it, right? And then you go to the other area and they have fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're see- but Costco, because they move the product so fast. Right. It's always fresh, right? Can I buy salmon that's frozen and has already been seasoned? Absolutely. Can at the same store, Costco or supermarket, can I buy fish that is fresh and not seasoned and I can do it myself? Yes. What's the difference? One, you read the instructions on the back and it says put in the oven for I don't know how long, right? Right. And take it out and it's delicious. And the other one comes with no instructions. Oh my gosh, there's so many menus you can look up online and they're free. And well, some of those, they overdo it. But simple, when you make it simple, 
it actually, you wind up learning to taste everything. So I always buy fresh because I can season it to my liking. I don't, I barely even use salt. And it, when they say a pinch of salt, I do a quarter of a pinch. So <laughs> because to me, salt is not, I'd rather taste the food mm-hmm. than have it coated with something else. So I want my taste to be f- super fresh. When I have a salad, a lot of times I won't put any, you know, d- salad dressing or anything. People are like, you're going to eat it like that? I'm like, yeah. You may need the dressing, but I don't because I taste everything. And when I was younger, I used to follow the crowd and they put seasoning on it. I would do it. They put salt on stuff. I would do it. And when I real- realized that, I don't need those things to truly understand the taste is really there. The flavor is there. But I needed to retrain my body to do that. My taste buds had to be retrained. And that's a great point because that's exactly what the food industry does. They put, listen, let me tell you, they market, they they research. Oh, yeah. To get the seasonings that are addictive. Like, for example, you know, stuff like gluten and stuff like that even. They, they add in a lot, ton of these additives. They are known to be addictive. Sugar, you know, they put sugar in everything because they know it's addictive. And what it does, it really destroys the taste buds. Mm. And, and it makes you want more. It, it really does. It burns off some parts of the taste buds. So what you, you know, so it takes a little while to start eating real food. All of a sudden you're like, Wow, this never I've never tasted an apple before. I've never tasted this, you know, whatever you're making, this piece of chicken or anything. I've just never tasted it before. And it's actually really good. And that's it, and it's just it's the food industry has been so cruel. And it's funny, you know, I do a lot of stuff with labels and everything, how to read labels, never read the front of the package. You have to turn it over and look at the back of the package. And if there's a, something that's longer than 10 letters, like run, you know what I mean? Because you don't know what it is. And if you can't pronounce it, your body can't process it. Let me tell you, there's no way. Again, it gets. I like that. It just gets stored into fat, right? But more so, instead of like reading, like teaching about labels, I'm kind of like, but here's the thing. There's looking at the labels, but how about you just shop the perimeter of the store to begin with? How about looking for one ingredient foods? And, you know, it's like, that's what I buy. I mean, I just buy, you know, lettuce. I buy carrots. I, I buy beans. I buy just one ingredient foods. Mm-hmm. And that way, you know, and they don't have the list of ingredients on the back because <laughs> you know what you're getting, right? It's yeah, exactly. pretty, pretty clear. And the one ingredient foods, again, food that your body was meant to eat. And, you know, this is, I go back all the time, you know, cavemen didn't have cancer, you know, like even 200 years ago, people didn't have these diseases that we had. And what's the difference? You know, so much of it is just, it's, it's all about the food. It's funny. I always remember like, you know, great grandmother, you know, would tell me the story about, you know, yeah, you know, we would just always eat, you know, like stuff really, really fresh from the farm and everything. And I joke because now it has to be labeled organic. Back then, that's what it was. That was grandma's food, great great grandma's food. It was organic because it was, you didn't have to label it because that's the way everything was. Mm -hmm. Now it's funny because that's almost the minority, which is is so crazy, right? Mm -hmm. And 
regular food. Oh yeah. Regular food. Yeah. It's conventional, conventionally sprayed with all of these chemicals. And it's like, okay, why do we need to do that? You know, so they can just grow more and then it makes us sick and, you know, don't even get me started about the lawsuits against Monsanto oh, for poisoning us and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, again, when you just eat what, you know, you go back to nature, go back. I always say, go back to what our ancestors ate. And when you do that, then again, that's when your body goes back to balance, you know. Balance is everything, right? When we think of it. yeah, Everything. Everything. You, you talked about an apple, right? So. At one point, I became allergic to apples, nuts, all these different things. Mm-hmm. And it stemmed from a bee sting, believe it or not. A particular bee was carrying some poison. They didn't know what was going on with me. Wow. I know. It was crazy. After that, I became allergic to certain things, and I would just blow up. I would eat. Even, I love carrots, but if I have a handful of carrots, is good. But, man, I love them so much. I might have two handfuls. If I have two handfuls, my body swells up. So I'm like, hmm. Hmm, okay, there's something going on here. Same thing with nuts. Okay. But I can eat an apple pie and it's fine. Eight. Mm-hmm. I can eat baked beans. I can eat, you know, different things. I'm like, okay, something's going on. So I can't eat an apple and I loved apples. So one time I went apple picking. This is many years ago with my kids. And I'm like, oh. Like, oh, man, and I'm apple picking. And here, here's the crazy thing. Whenever I had an allergic reaction, the one thing that can save me is milk. Crazy. I don't know why, mm. but it does. So, and one time I had taken, and I'll tell you why I, I know that. Because one time I had taken a pill that later on that evening I found out five people died from it. And it was prescribed to me by the doctor because I had broken some ribs. And I was home alone. I was a kid. I was home alone. I was in high school. And I took the pill. And I, I couldn't even, I had to crawl on the floor mm. and try to get to a phone. So I called, I called the doctor. And he said, do you have milk at home? He said, yeah. He goes, take some. And, and if not, you know, I took the milk, calmed me down. Mm-hmm. And I was fine. Later on, 11 o'clock news, I hear five people die from the exact same pill. I was like, what? Crazy. So, but it was the milk, I believe, that somehow. Yeah, neutralized it. Yeah, yeah. Anytime, whenever I had a reaction, like my body swelled up, if I took some milk, it would help it. I would still have to go to emergency room and all these things. Mm -hmm. Obviously, now I have EpiPens with me everywhere <laughs> i have it yeah. in my car i have it in my bag i have it at work i have it at home i have, I have like six epipens because you never know and it, it can get bad mm-hmm. i'm out apple picking with my kids and i'm like i don't care i the apples look so awesome you th- this is where you can pick them off the tree mm. i was like i'm just taking one and i ate it and i'm waiting I, and i know what happens to me once i eat an apple you know like even halfway through my body starts to swell up. And I, I, I took a chance. I said, I'm going to do it. Nothing happened. Really? I finished the whole apple. Wow. And I was like, hmm, okay, I'm going to go for another one. Nothing happened. I'm like, what is going on here? And I tell you, I bought 60 pounds of apples. 
<laughs> you were and excited. For that one week, no kidding. I don't know. I, I lost my mind. I truly lost my mind because for that week, I had apples for breakfast, apples for lunch, apples for dinner. I swear to God, I ate nothing but apples for one straight week. Of course, I cleansed my system out that way. <laughs> but here's the thing. If later on I ate an apple bought from the supermarket, oh. I, get, I swelled up. And I'm like, what? And it's because of the chemicals they spray on it. So if you take an organic apple and you take one that's bought from the supermarket that is not labeled, and you talked about it, labeled organic, mm -hmm. you put them out. That organic apple is going to last ever. I mean, not last forever. I apologize. It was the wrong way, the other way around. The organic <laughs> apple is going to break down. Because <laughs> it should. The <laughs> other one that looks like is wax, like it's like, like it's silicone almost, right? Franken apple, yeah. Mm -hmm. That one's going to last forever. And so now I can eat apples, but they can't be that shiny. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that was my lesson in understanding like, wow, it's all these true chemicals that they're putting on it that is hurting. Absolutely. I have a client who um, she she just kept she just didn't feel well and everything. And um, and she was younger. She was um, a student and she ends up going to Spain for a semester and she felt great. And she's like, I don't know why I feel so much better. And she was, you know, she ate, you know, breads and pasta and stuff. She comes back here and she was really sick again. And it was like, you know, first of all, the breads and pastas, did you know, like in, um, in Europe, in certain parts of Europe, like glyphosate, which is Roundup, which is that major chemical mm. by Monsanto um, that was produced by them. That chemical is actually illegal mm. to use in Europe. And people aren't getting sick like they are here because I have a lot of people that are, are like um, are intolerant of gluten. Right. But then I found that it's actually not necessarily just the gluten. It's really the glyphosate. Mm. And it's been so interesting, just like you experience with the glyphosate, with the chemical, your body just can't tolerate. And certain people, everybody's different. Right. Everybody's body's tolerance is different. And plus, it depends on how your gut health is. And there's a lot that goes along to it. But I found like with her, it wasn't just the gluten. It was it was the glyphosate. And once mm. she started eating organic and she felt fine, she felt fine. So it's 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 peeling that onion and figuring out what it was, just like you. It took you a lot of years to figure that out, unfortunately. <laughs> but I mean, how crazy is it? You know, it's like you're in America. Come one, come all. You know, we'll take your money. We don't care if it helps or hurts, you know. And and the point is you need to ask questions. And and like I learned so early on again, it's you need to be your own best advocate. You know, you need to research yourself and things that make sense, you know, like that's to me, like I'm always thinking about, does this make sense? You know, yeah. and that's what it comes down to. So, yeah, again, eat real food. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. I get up town at it. As a kid, I, I can eat everything and anything. And I would tell people, if you give me a bicycle, I'll eat it and I'll digest that thing. <laughs> For me, I love 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 food right and so when i go to someone's house you know they'll put out vegetables all different kinds of stuff and i'm like the only one eating it <laughs> and 
He'll say, well, Raphael eats anything. Yeah, if it tastes good, I will. <laughs> and, right. you know, and I'm very um, fortunate that I can eat anything, right? Except apples that have been, <laughs> or, or <laughs> strawberries, even strawberries, right? Mm. Like, oh my God, I love strawberries. But if they, they have wax on them, I can't. I call it wax, right? If it has those things, I can't have it because my body says no. See, my body speaks to me just like your body speaks to you. Everybody's body speaks to them. So do we listen to our body or do we listen to the people who are trying to make money off of us? And I agree. This is what I tell everybody. Listen to your body. You know, so often, Mm. you know, you go like, oh, I have a headache. What do you do? Pop an Advil, right? That's what most people do, right? Right. Not you, but like most people just pop an Advil without a thought. But to me, I'm always about root cause. Let's try to uncover, well, okay, why do I have that headache? Not just, let's just band-aid it. Let's, why do I have that headache? So, you know, go back, like, did you eat something? That's always my first question. Like, you know, what did you eat? You know, even if it was like the day before, the night before, sometimes that stuff lingers Mm. and we can nab it. And I have story after story after story how like certain foods like once they start to pay attention they understood like I have this one woman I I I have this program it's a 14-day reboot so this one woman she had terrible arthritis and she traveled across the country spent tens of thousands of dollars all these top doctors nobody could help her but it was like really bad arthritis Mm. so anyway she comes in she does my reboot and she for the first time in years, she felt great. And she's like, what? Like, so part of the program is you take out the inflammatory foods and you just eat, you know, real foods. And then when you go back, like after you're done, you don't just, you know, you, you, you one by one re-add some of those foods. That way you can really listen to your body and see if there's any of those, you know, little health villains, as I call them, you know, that, that are, are affecting your body in a negative way. So she, as soon as she was done, she loved her corn chips. She just always loved corn chips. So when she was done, she felt great. She has a corn chip and she's like, oh my God. And she calls me up. She's like, it it doesn't make sense. And I'm like, well, this could be your kryptonite. And she's like, no, no, no. And then she's like, next night she has more and she's crippling pain. Like it's getting worse now. And then I'm like, go off of it and see how you do. And then go back on after a few days. She does this. And it was so hard for her to wrap her head around the fact that like corn is what caused me all this pain. Corn is what made me take all these medications and travel. Like it was this one little food and it's really hard to wrap your head around it. Mm -hmm. And so for her, it was corn. Corn was her kryptonite. And all of a sudden she's like, you know, she released weight. She did. She felt amazing. Also, all these other extra things happened and no more pain from one simple food of elim- eliminating that. You, you know, the, the message that you gave her, maybe you didn't realize it, but I think you did. You called her a superhero <laughs> because Superman has a kryptonite, right? That's his mm-hmm. kryptonite. That's what makes him weak. Mm-hmm. And when you said this is your kryptonite, without necessarily saying, I think you're a superhero, something is hurting me. You called her a superhero. Mm -hmm. And by saying this is your kryptonite, kind of without her realizing it even, 
it send that message like something is really trying to hurt me. When I go near it, Superman could be 10 miles away from it. He's fine. The minute he gets near it, he gets weak. And by you saying this is your kryptonite, I love that analogy. Yeah. Because it truly allowed her to see that, yes, this is actually hurting me. I need to get away from it. Yep. And and the fact that it's not her. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I I work with a lot of weight issues with people and people are just, especially women are so hard on themselves. You know, what's wrong with me? Mm. Why can't I figure this out? Like, what's wrong? Why can't I blah, 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 you know? And it's, and it's starting with the whole, you know, it's like, it's not you. Mm. There's something going on, but it's not you. So let's take a step back. Mm. And that's why, you know, I used to, when I first started my program, start the detox thing. It was 10 days. It was just a 10 day jump start. Let's just, you know, get started and get going and everything. And I always used to say food is foundation. Food is foundation, right? That's what's going to, you know, do everything and get things moving. But honestly, I, I realized after working with, you know, so many women and people that, um, and men, and I realized that it's not the, the first thing that's foundation is up here. So then I made it 14 days and then I now I do four days of a mental detox. Yeah. And that is what really sets it in motion. You know what I mean? Because like when you're doing something out of just pure like, oh, I'm just going to suck it up. It's going to stink. I'm going to hate it, but I'm just going to suck it up. And I can I can do this for 10 days. OK, and I'll force myself. But you're fighting yourself the whole mm-hmm. time, you know, like how about embracing it and think of it more as like something nourishing for yourself and, and then figuring out, OK, what's your why? Like, what what's the real reason behind why you want to get to a certain place or why you're at a certain place? And it doesn't you know, you don't figure it out by beating yourself up, you know, and I talk so much about negative self-talk because especially women, like I said, you know, We talk to ourselves like we would never, ever talk to anyone else. You know, you would you sit there and say, I'm so stupid. I'm such a loser. How can I do this? And it's like, no, like, would you talk to a friend that way? Would you say, yeah, you're right. You're you're way overweight. You're a loser. You can't do it. You have no (laughs) self-control. Of course, you would never do that. So you need to talk nicer to yourself. And that's that's where it starts. It's using language. And, and if you'll notice, I, I really am very, very attentive to language because, again, you are where your attention is, right? Mm-hmm. And even I don't even use the word lose weight. I, I do not use that. Why? Lose. Loser. Yeah. Lose. Like, and not only that, lose implies that you're going to find it again, mm-hmm. Right. No, we don't want to find it again. We want to release. Yeah. I was talking about releasing your weight. Get rid of it. <laughs> Get rid of it. Go back to balance. Like these are more positive things. Again, going back to when we were talking at the beginning about positivity and everything. Mm-hmm. You need to talk nicer because your brain listens to everything you tell it. So what you tell it, you will be. Mm-hmm. So if you see yourself as free and light and you know, where you want to be in balance, like your body will help you get there. But when you talk nasty, you're going to, you're more likely to stay and it's a lot more hard. And then I talk about too, in terms of like, think about it when you, when you're talking negative self-talk and when you're just being negative and like mean and whatever to yourself, what does your body do? 
react. It constricts, right? Like you get that stress, right? Mm. And this is bad stress. You, you know, when you beat yourself up, it's bad stress. Well, what I always encourage people, because this is, this is how I learned with Rachel when we first started out, it was nourishing her so that her body could get the right nutrients. Mm. And that way she gets, you know, what she needs. And then she, you know, her body gets rid of the stuff it doesn't need, like the inflammation and everything. It's not fighting anything anymore. It's getting rid of the inflammation and, and just releasing and releasing. So it's, you just want to be so careful about how you speak to yourself because that's what makes the biggest difference in the world. And just, and, and when you're positive, think about it, when you're smiling, what does your body do? It relaxes. Relaxes. Yeah. Right. So now you can take a nutrient and the nutrients are what's going to make you thrive. And that's how you're going to release the weight more. You can eat a lot more on my programs. People eat a lot of food. They're like, no way. How can I eat more? Mm. Because you're taking it in and it's what your body's meant to eat. And those nutrients are what's going to help your body operate the way it should. And what your body does is it eliminates toxins. Toxins are held into place by fat. And now all of a sudden that fat comes off. Mm. And that's why people tend to release a lot, you know, doing it that way rather than starving yourself. Like it's mm. just water weight. You know, no, this is real weight. This is because the fat is actually coming out. And that's where it makes such a difference. So it's, it's all about feeding what your body was meant to eat. And, and then you get exactly where you were meant to be. I mean, people should definitely go to your website. You know, I'm looking at, at your website and I'm looking at top five benefits of fiber. Now, <laughs> I can go and read it, but I want you to tell me the benefits of fiber. Five, three, two, one, even one, <laughs> one benefit of fiber no, I, is going to help me, right? Because a lot yeah. of people don't understand how important fiber is, how it helps function with your bowel, right? With your, your, your bowel movement, right? So that's, and a lot of people, yeah, they know about fiber and it's going to help me, but what does it really, really do for us, for us, for our body? Yeah, there's so many things that fiber does. You know, first of all, one great thing about fiber is it makes you feel full, you know, and when you're full, then you're not going to eat as much. And then also fiber feeds. See, I'm very, very heavily into gut health. And because, you know, that's my that's where I started right with my daughter, her gut was oh my gosh it was it was in terrible terrible shape it was very very thin you need like big healthy gut because that's what takes in all your nutrients and everything and your gut microbiome is 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 everything you have a lot more um gut bacteria than you do cells in your body and that's what keeps everything flowing and moving so anyway in terms of fiber your fiber actually it does so many things. It, it actually feeds your gut, micro, your good bacteria. And that's what you want. You want to be able to grow your good bacteria. It also makes you feel full. So then you don't eat as much. And then it also acts like a big, huge, like brush. Like it kind of like sweeps. It, it takes the gunk and stuff from your colon stuff. It sweeps around and then it kind of drags all the baddies out. Mm. And so, and, and it helps and then it helps bowel movements, right? right? And, you know, you need to have bowel movements. You know, people are like, ew, gross. You don't want to talk about it. I talk about it all the time. Yeah. Bowel movements are your friend. You know, if yes. you're not having two healthy bowel movements a day, 
you're considered constipated. And I'll never forget, I had this, this, this like discussion with a friend of mine and she says, she's a, she's like, Oh no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, well, what's, what's good. You know, everyone's definition of good is very different. Right. She's like, Oh my God, I go at least like every four days. And I'm like, I'm like four days. I, so I said to her, I go, I go, do you eat every day? She's like, yeah. I'm like, how many meals do you eat a day? I eat three meals a day. I'm like, think about it. You should be pooping out what you're eating, what you don't need from what you're eating every single day. She's like, well, my doctor said everybody's different. And I'm like, if you're eating every day, you should be going every single day. Every day, yeah. Yeah, and when you don't, think about what happens. All of those toxins are being, they're getting absorbed in the colon, which is where your gut microbiome is. Mm. <laughs> and now you're getting toxins that way and you're thinning out that lining. And and this is this is why it's such a problem. So that's why fiber is so, so important to get in. And, you know, it's easy to get in, you know, have apples, have avocados, have, you know, it's like it's good stuff. I, I love avocados because mm. they're filling, they're so high in fiber and they don't taste that much. So I'll put them in smoothies. Like you could put them in a smoothie and make it like really like, like, thick, like a milkshake almost, but you don't really taste the avocado. You know what I mean? So it's very versatile. I use it as mayonnaise, my mayonnaise, mm. right? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just chop it up. I might put a little lemon. I'll put salsa in it, right? You make it your mayonnaise and then you could make like, you know, like a tuna salad or whatever with that as your mayonnaise instead of regular mayonnaise, which has all, you know, a lot of junk in it. It does. So, yeah, so it's very versatile. But anyway, so there's so many forms of fiber and some people are like, oh, well, bread has a lot of fiber in it, but that's not a good fiber, you know, (laughs) it's not. Because it kind of gets absorbed as sugar and there's a lot of other junk in it. So I like more natural fruits and vegetables. That's where you're going to get such good fiber. And it really just makes such a difference with your system. Things get moving and you feel so much better when things are moving. <laughs> you want movement. That is the big thing. You know, you got the inflammation part and then you got movement. You, you don't, or congestion and you don't want congestion. You need to keep things moving because again, all that does is it ends up storing toxins. Mm-hmm. And again, where do toxins get stored? That's right. They get stored in fat. So, and, and it just, it, again, you just want to eliminate in a lot of different ways, eliminate the bad stuff. And, uh, and, and then you just feel so much better. When I was a kid, the way uh, I'm Colombian, I, in Colombia, we used to have avocados, but we used to put salt on it. Uh, and it would kind of make it sweet in a way. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even when I came to this country, I came when I was eight years old, I would still have it that way. But I don't put salt on my avocados anymore. I don't put salt in anything. And right, right. But it's had I continued doing the salt thing, because I grew up with it. I grew up with my family doing it. I grew up with other people doing it. And once I started listening to my body, mm. my health, I don't take any medication at all, period. Medicine, or should I say my food is my medicine? If food is your medicine, yeah. When people say, you take no medications, I said, no, but I do. It's what I eat. Right, right. It's what I eat. Right. That's my medicine. So when we were talking about the different ways that we can eat, what we eat for breakfast, what we eat for lunch, what we eat for dinner, snacks that we have in between. A lot of people think that a snack has to be 
bag of potato chips, <laughs> cookies, pretzels, this, that, the other. But a snack can be, like I said before, I love carrots. I would pop some carrots, tomatoes. And people are like, oh, you got to put stuff on the tomato. I'm like, no, right. I can just eat a tomato like an apple, right? Mm -hmm. For me, people are like, you're weird. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to outlive you. You keep eating that junk and I will outlive you because my goal is to have a long, long, long life. And it's through what I do. My actions today will reflect my tomorrows, right? A hundred percent. You know, there are studies that when you eat, and this is, again, this is like what we're conditioned with is to eat so many different foods. And when there are studies that um, the, the people that live the longest eat fewer foods. And, and what's really interesting because our taste buds, like when we have a plate with like six different things on it, as opposed to our plate with like three things, we tend to eat less. Mm. And, and it's interesting, we're more satisfied on those things. Like, you know, you could say maybe it's boring or something like, you know, who knows? But when you have too much of all these different foods, it's, you're, you're waking up your taste buds so much that, you know, you end up eating a lot more. So it's best just to have the most, just three different things on your plate and don't put a gazillion things in, you know, each meal. Because then it actually makes you want to eat more. And I just thought that was so interesting. You know, some of these tribes that have these people that are living like in their hundreds and everything, and their primary food is like one or two things. Now, granted, you could say that's a little boring. I get it. Yeah. But they're happy. They're happy with what they are. You know what I mean? They're, they live long. They've got, you know, community, which is another thing altogether. But like, but it, when they look at the food, it was like a, a really big thing. I just thought that was so interesting. So I started to tell people about that. And it's actually worked because they're like, you know, you're right. I'm, I'm not craving anything more. I'm just, I'm good, you know, I'm just eating that. So it's good. Yeah. Like, like sometimes, um, like my girlfriend will say to me, you want to eat the same thing again? Like I'm, I'm excited about it. Like, yeah, yeah. You don't want something different. I'm like, no, that's good. <laughs> I enjoy it, you know. And for me, it's—I'll be super honest with you. If I can take a pill and not have to worry about eating, I would do it in a split second. But huh. no one's ever created that, right? <laughs> Maybe you and I will have to work on that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Food. <laughs> no, but I mean, with everything in it, you know, it's it's real. Remember in Star Trek when they used to take, used to pop the thing and the food would come out. And, right. It's like the Jetsons. Yeah. Same thing. Exactly. Right. 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 And, you know, when I talked about that week that I eat apples only mm. and I talked about I cleanse my body because that's the fiber. Right. Yeah. So I had a really clean system that week. Oh, well, that. Yeah. Right. So, but when we think about the choices we can make, and you talked about it, when we go shopping to do the perimeter, not to go down the middle aisles where they have the junk, that's how they catch you, right? You go in there, there's sodas, there's chips, there's breads and all these different things. But now one of the things that a lot of supermarkets have done is that they put the bakery stuff as soon as you walk in. Smells good. Some supermarkets, some supermarkets, as soon as you walk in, it's fresh produce, right? Because it's mm. inviting, it's, it's colorful. 
mm-hmm. but right following the produce, baked goods. And and that's the that's where you have to either like go around it, don't look at it. I mean, you can look at it. I mean, it's called willpower too, right? Do I want that to control me or do I want to control me? Right. And when we think about the billions and billions of dollars that all these companies spend in order to find out what triggers us so that we can eat the junk that they're producing. For example, why was a Happy Meal ever created? <laughs> it wasn't for happiness, or was it? It was to entice the young ones. And my kids did not know what a Happy Meal tasted like because I would never stop them. Right. Now, when my kids got older and the, the, you know, the teens, they started going to places like that. Taco Bell and McDonald's and all these different I worked things. at Taco Bell. <laughs> did you? <laughs> so, I did. But, but the whole thing for me was like, no. I, I guess you guys want a Happy Meal? You want that little car that they're, they're giving away? Why don't we go to the toy store and I buy you one, right? Right. I'd rather buy you a toy than spend. And, you know, they made it like, oh, it's $5 and you get a toy. I'm like, dude, I'll get you a toy. And then the other day I was talking to my son, he's 20 now, and he's that dad. He was coming to New York. He goes, dad, and maybe you can cook. You know, remember this meal that used to make, oh, I miss it so much and this and that and the other. He's like, I love it when you cook, dad. I love it. I love it. And it instilled in him the value of good food, right, compared to the junk compared to, you know, fast food, because I never took him to fast food. And so now when he got older, he made those bad choices that we all made, right? You worked the Taco Bell. Right, right. You know, how healthy was that? (laughs) (laughs) My parents would come and visit. They were so funny. And they would never eat the food. They would just come to visit me. But they would still get a soda. Right. <laughs> which is no better and we were never allowed to have soda in my house and we didn't have like the healthiest house growing up but i look back but there's certain things my mother would never buy and that was soda we just were not allowed to have soda in the house yeah. but but here's here's a good thing and again trying to spin the positive the good thing is there are so many more choices now mm. There are so many healthier choices. You know, look, I'm a fan of Chipotle. At least there's healthier options there. And like, you know, a lot of a lot of like restaurants are making healthy options. And a lot of them are even coming out with organic foods, organic options. And 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 that's why I'm so encouraged because as we start to be more knowledgeable. And, you know, again, knowledge is power. And when you start to learn and then you start experimenting with yourself, okay, so if I have the option of having, you know, this healthier salad or something instead of this hamburger or whatever, Mm. you know, how do I feel after that? And all of a sudden, you know, you feel better. You're not falling asleep at work or whatever. You're feeling, you know, so much more energy. And at least I'm just so encouraged with the choices that we do have. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. That's what people just have to kind of, it's more just experiment to just open up, you know, just be open to trying new things. And, um, and that's where it all starts. You just have to be open. Don't just fall back into the bad habits. Just try like just different alternatives. Don't go to 7-Eleven for your food, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> 
<laughs> like I keep, I keep stuff on hand. Like I'm traveling, I'm going to Florida and you bet I'm going to be prepared. You know, I've got my little like turkey jerky sticks that I will always have in my bag just in case mm -hmm. I'm stuck. I always have some fresh vegetables and fruit and whatever that I have. And then I, even when I travel, a lot of times I try to make sure that there's a kitchenette that way, at least I can go to the store and I can have food now. And that's a twofold thing. You know, when you're traveling, honestly, what drives me crazy is it just takes so much time to like eat. Mm. You know what I mean? Like who wants to stop for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? No, I'd rather like go to a store, get food that I know that's going to make me feel good and keep me energized. So I feel great during my trip. And then I'll pack it, you know, pack my, my, you know, breakfast and lunch. And that way you go out for a nice dinner or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, but at least you don't waste time and you know what you're eating. Right. So and it's easier than you think you, you have time, you know, it's just, you can figure it out by just preparing and packing. And that's why I like, like things like thrive market, they have really good choices of stuff that you can actually take with you some package things. You know, I don't mm -hmm. eat a lot of package things, but there are certain things that you can have that, you know, work out really well when you travel. So that's, and that's, you know, so again, it's all about strategy and trying to be prepared as well. Don't get stuck so that you're stuck going to the Seven Eleven. you know, right, right. have stuff in the car and the glove compartment. Mm -hmm. Always and that way. Yeah. Yeah. I always have nuts or something like that in the glove compartment. I mean, it's just so easy and then it's always there. So if you're starving, you're not going to, you know, tempt yourself with stuff that, you know, won't make you feel good. Absolutely. And that's what I always say. It's, it doesn't make you feel good. You know, eat stuff that makes you feel good. Yeah. Gives you that superpower, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things when I travel, I, I also try to get a place that at least as a refrigerator. Yeah. So I can get stuff. And always looking for coffee. I'm Colombian. <laughs> what can I say? And I pack my own smoothies, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I do the smoothies that are going to be the most natural because we still have to look and we have to read that label for what it is that we're going to consume. The other thing that I do, and I just, I just came from California. Yes. My breakfast, I ate in my room. Because I went out, I had a refrigerator. I went and I bought what I needed for my breakfast. Right. Because I didn't want to sit. And it's not even the money. Because, you know, like when you go to a hotel, they're going to charge you $30 for breakfast. And it's not even that. If it was really good food, then fine. But most of the times it's bacon and this and junk. and Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Who doesn't like bacon, right? <laughs> <laughs> for, for the most part. Right? <laughs> What I do is I also, I go on my phone, which we all have a smartphone nowadays, and I Google what types of food are near me, what types of restaurants are near me, and then I select and choose what do I want to eat, and then I look at the menu before I even go there, if they have a menu, and I see, oh, this is healthy, this is not healthy, this is, and so then I know when I get there, I can make it. A wise choice. Knowing what I'm going to consume is important. I'm not going to indulge because everyone else is doing it. I'm going to do it because I'm listening to me, to my body, which is my temple. This is why I work out every day. This is why I read every day. This is why I learn something new every day. And you've taught me so much today, by the way. <laughs> Oh, thank you. And I agree with you. Listen, I go out to eat all the time, 
But you just, you, it's the choices you make, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's, that's the biggest thing. You are in control. And I really do believe that sometimes you need the line, you need the black and white. You know, there's certain things that I just don't eat. I will not put gluten in my body. It does not serve me well. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that, and it causes inflammation. There's certain things, I, just black and white. And sometimes just easier that was because like sometimes you're just, oh, just a little piece. And it's like, well, it's easy to say that, but then it leads to the second piece and the third piece. You know what I mean? And, and I do find sometimes with black and white, it's really, really helpful. So, but, but yeah, going out to eat is easy. It really, it's a lot easier than people think, Yeah, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But again, preparing is key looking ahead and just checking out just to make sure. And, uh, you know, if you're going to a pasta rest- restaurant that just serves pasta, yeah, I'm going to have a tough time. <laughs> so am I, because I don't. And when I was younger, I used to eat pasta like there's no tomorrow. Didn't. Now, if I do have pasta, it's whole wheat. I've had so many people say to me, I can't lose weight and I barely eat it. What's happening? Why can't they lose the weight? Honestly, that's, yes. And that's terrible for you because what, what, what happens is, okay, when you're not eating a lot, your body, okay, first of all, your body's brilliant, right? It's the most mm-hmm. brilliant computer that you have. So, right. So when you're not eating, your body is like, okay, well, we need something to burn for energy. So now we're going to hold on to everything you eat. Mm-hmm. It's fat because we don't know when our next meal is and we need to use something as energy. So when so that's why, like, like I said, you know, people go on my program, they're like, there's no way I can eat this much food. How can I eat this much food and release weight? No way, but they do because again, now the body's like, ah, okay. I see now you're giving me stuff. So now I don't have to store it. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, again, your body will do what you tell it to do. And you don't realize what you're telling it to do. So that's where we have to be so mindful of how we treat ourselves and our bodies. And, and again, food is fuel and, and when to eat. Now, again, this is different than intermittent fasting. So there's eating a little amount and then there's strategic fasting, as I would say. And I am a very big fan of intermittent fasting because I also believe that you need to give your body that break. So, you know, because even if you're eating the best food in the world, every time you eat, it's work, Mm. it's work for your body Mm. because it has to like, okay, come on, let's go. We got to digest this. We got to put this part of the apple here and this there and get rid of what we don't need. You know, even if it's a good thing, it still is work. So now it's like when you're just like, ah, okay, (laughs) now I'm not doing that. So now what do we do? Like, what do you do? Like, if, if you're home and you have nothing to do, which of course probably never happens, but like, you're just like, you know, I know I need to clean out that closet. Well, that's what the, the body does. Mm-hmm. And it starts cleaning out the closet, getting rid of the junk. And now all of a sudden everything's organized and cleaned out. Well, your body's the same way. Well, now when you go in that closet, oh, I can find this. And I know exactly where this is. Well, your body's the same way. Now it's working the way it should be working. It's not all clogged up. So with the intermittent fasting, it gives your body that break that it needs to, you know, you're not digesting so it can get to other functions that it doesn't get to because it's always so busy, you know, digesting food and doing stuff like that or dealing with inflammation or all that other stuff. So I am a big fan of intermittent fasting. That's why, you know, I try not to eat, you know, 
730 is usually my cutoff, you know, definitely don't eat. And then I usually don't eat until lunch. Um, but even if you get like 12 hours, I say the minimum, get 12 hours of just that break. And that will make such a big difference. And plus, you know, late night eating isn't good anyway. I fell into that trap before and, you know, you feel lousy and everything gets stored and whatever. But, and we all know this, right? We know this. But um, when you give that body a break, that's when things really start to happen as well. So, yes. So, sorry, I got off on track. No, that's perfect. Thank you. And as opposed to not eating. So, yes, those starvation diets, like, you know. Oh, they're no good. Oh, no, because your body is just going to react the way it should. Mm-hmm. It's trying to protect you, storing your fat. It doesn't know when it's going to get fat the next time. Right. One of the things that I always believe in is breakfast. Right? Because for me, I feel like if we spent all night, obviously not eating, especially if you're not eating at night, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not doing that, you know, watching a show at night and eating three bags of potato chips or even one or half a bag or whatever. And a lot of times, for me, breakfast is so important. For me, personally. I know some mm-hmm. people don't eat breakfast. Some people are like, I can't have breakfast. or mm-hmm. you know, They don't eat till like lunchtime. But for me, I feel like my body needs it. So once again, I listen to my body, right? So my body tells me when I'm hungry. And a lot of times, and I tell my clients as well, that you may not be hungry. You may be thirsty. Mm-hmm. You may be dehydrated. And your body's saying, feed me. Maybe you, you feel like you have a headache. is because you're dehydrated. Right? When your brain doesn't have enough liquids, I would say, is because it needs it, right? So sometimes, yes, it could be you're getting a headache because you haven't eaten. You may be getting a headache because you're dehydrated as well. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, that's a big part of my program. You know, that's mm-hmm. like a basic, you know, like yeah. sleep. You need water. And, and, and just going back further with the breakfast, you know, everybody is different. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, you know, some people really like, like, it doesn't bother me. Like, I feel better when I don't have breakfast. But in, in my program, I have breakfast because we start with the basics, you know, you start and then you figure out what works for you. And again, you listen to your body and people ask me like, what, what's the best diet? I'm like, mm. I don't use diet. It's right. lifestyle and whatever lifestyle that healthy lifestyle that you're going to do <laughs> is what works for you and what makes you feel good. But getting to the water, I agree hundred percent. And I always encourage people like drink some water before a meal, you know, ideally a half hour before a meal, but always drink before, because just what you said, so often we're actually not hungry. We are dehydrated. And then another thing with water that I always say is, you know, Europeans, got this right. And again, they're closer to, you know, people, you know, here in America, we've changed everything, speed and whatever, not for the better. You know, they have still the history of their culture and everything behind them. So anyway, with water, first of all, they drink warm water, just regular, Mm -hmm. you know, like room temperature, so much better. We drink ice cold water. Mm. And think about it. What does ice cold water do? It shocks the body. You know, your body has to do work because it has to then get to the same temperature as your body and it's work and it's Mm -hmm. a shock. And, you know, so I'm not a fan of ice cold water, first of all, but have water before and then during your meal, no water. Mm. And this is very traditional of these cultures. Like they don't have any water during. And the reason is we're flushing down 
all this food that may not be food, right? With water, with soda, with all this stuff. And what are we doing? It's a hose effect, right? It's like, so, you know, so often we don't chew our food and now we're throwing it down and we're flushing it through. Well, even if you're eating the best food and you're flushing it through with water, your body's not going to be able to absorb it because it's being flushed through. Mm. So don't drink water during your meal. So chew, chew, chew your food, get it down to itty bitty pieces so it can be small enough to get into your cells, into the colon, get to where it needs to go to nourish your body. And, and then wait a little bit even after you're done eating and then drink some water. And if you're dying of thirst after you're eating, well, I think we all know that you probably had a little too much salt in that meal to begin with. And <laughs> maybe it wasn't something that your body needed. And again, it's all about listening to your body, but water is so, so essential. It's 60% of our body. So if it's 60%, you need to have water. And when I mean water, I mean water. Clean water. Yeah. I don't mean, I don't mean well, there's clean and filtered water, but there's also, it's not, well, I had tea. Doesn't that count? Well, no, because you're putting something in it. As a matter of fact, tea. <laughs> Yeah, and coffee, it's dehydrated. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. actually, it's not going <clears> to <throat> get into your cells. So it's important to have clean, plain water throughout the day. And that will make you feel so much better. Again, it's getting things moving, getting rid of the congestion, you know, make things flow. Um, and, and that's what it's all about. But yes, I completely agree with water is absolutely essential. It also helps with inflammation. You know, it's hundred yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Water is is the golden key, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But filter it. Yeah. Try to filter oh, yeah, it. And, and if you can't afford to get like a full house system, at the very least, I've researched these, and the zero water pitcher is really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, they just actually because the Britas they don't they really don't filter much at all. They do a very good job at the marketing, mm. but I found that at least a zero water, it's very, it just is an inexpensive alternative. Anybody could buy a zero water pitcher. It's, I don't know, 30 bucks or something. So yeah, no, at good. least do that. Filter your water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yo, this has been such a great conversation. Thank you so much for being on my show. I really appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much. This was so much fun, Raphael. Yeah, yeah. And I guess later on, when you come back from Florida, you, yeah. Evan, and myself, we all have to go out for lunch sometime. <laughs> yes, that would be great. Seriously, I would to love healthy, that. To a healthy... Um, a healthy lunch. <laughs> you know, when I worked in the city, I used to work all over from the east side to the west side to the village. I'd always find these really cool restaurants. And some of them would be vegan. Some would be... It's a vegetarian type of place. And other ones would be just like, you know, every type of food. Really, really great places. And I noticed that the places that were the healthiest were the least crowded. (laughs) I know. But but they're getting more crowded. I'm telling you, people people are a lot more health conscious. And I'm telling you, I live a block away from Whole Foods. Mm. It's Uh, packed. Packed because people are waking up they're starting to realize you know especially everything going on they're realizing like well maybe a mm. good you know build up your immune system and guess what you know i'll have healthier results you know may not keep you from getting certain things but it sure can help you have a 
get you through it much easier. Mm-hmm. So, and that's my whole thing, you know, just build up your immune system. You know, it's, it's that great offensive, right? Start there. And then you don't have to worry because yeah, I mean, it's, that's where it all starts. Just, you know, you start there and then you don't have to worry about catching all these different things and, or having a bad reaction with them. Right. I think okay. a book in the works should be for you. What do you think? <laughs> Absolutely. I've already started. So there's, there's so much, I mean, there's, there's so much I want to share. I mean, honestly, it really is. It's a pay it forward thing for me, mm-hmm. really, truly. I don't want to go. I don't want people to go through what I went through. And, and there's so much information, you know, it's like, it's easier than you think. And that's my whole thing. It's like people, Oh, it's hard. It's not. It's, it's again, it's a shift, right. just making that shift. We've all made shifts, right? You know, whether it's that workout routine that, oh my God, all of a sudden I'm actually sticking to, but I've never done it before. But now all of a sudden you're making time to do it and you're doing it and you're feeling good. And, you know, it's, it's just making these and, and small shifts. You make, you make smallest little shift and that can make such a difference. And then that leads to the next shift and the next shift and the next. So yeah, yeah, I, I really, I just, you know, trying to scream it from the rooftops, like start, start feeding your body real food, feed it what it was meant to eat and you will feel so much better. And your children. That's a big thing for me, you know, your children. Right. Eating, eating a balanced diet, if you will, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. part of your longevity, right? Longevity, it's going to take you that much further. But not just longevity, but good longevity. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Listen, in today's world, they can keep you alive forever, mm. you know? But in what capacity? Yeah. You want to be able to enjoy all of the years that you have. And that's what this will do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you again. This has been thank a lot you. of fun and informative. You know, I can't wait to read your book when it comes out. <laughs> You'll be the first one to get a copy. I'll send you one. <laughs> Signed, I hope. <laughs> yes, of course. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. You have an amazing day. Okay. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'll be back with a new episode and a new guest. You can find all episodes of the Coaching Call podcast on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I ask that you please leave me an honest review. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee. Make it a large. I'm trying to keep this episode free of advertisements. Anything you can donate to the cause is greatly appreciated. To donate, go to PayPal dot me backslash Sifu Raphael. Thank you and I really appreciate your help.